0: Hello. So I didn't do as good as I did last week because last week I actually recorded Saturday night and then posted for Sunday right at midnight and now I'm finally recording Sunday 10 13 p.m. because I I don't know why I love podcasting but I've just been dreading doing anything this whole entire weekend. I usually have so many things to do in a weekend and this one was finally one where I didn't have that many plans. So I took to the extreme of just relaxing and doing nothing and sleeping in and taking naps. And for some reason, I'm still exhausted. I don't know if I'm oversleeping or what, but i I wake up and I'm like, I, I gotta keep sleeping. but by like ten am. I'm like, no, like come on, get up, go eat. You're freaking hungry and you gotta go to the bathroom anyway. So I get up. And I I don't like get ready quite yet because then I just go lay on the couch. But then something comes up and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to go get it over with so I can go and lay down for the rest of the day. And it's a holiday weekend. Thank goodness. I actually have today off, which I am so excited about. Just a Monday of not actually having to go to work at 8 a.m. in the morning. So, there you go, Monday sleeping in. (laughs) I really dream that someday I find something where I work, but I get to sleep in till 10 a.m. every day and then still get off at like 5 (laughs) p.m. That's probably never going to happen, but you know, the dream is still there and we're getting there. So, follow along and maybe that'll happen and you guys will be a part of it. But I will say, you know, having a three-day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I know that I'm not ready. It, like, I would not mentally or physically be ready for a day of work tomorrow, and it makes me wish that every week was a four-day work week plus, you know, a three-day weekend. But I don't want it to be like, okay, well, then you have to work 10 hours a day. For four days? No, we work enough already, America. We let's just give us our Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and then we'll work Monday through Thursday. And I bet you're gonna have a lot of happier employees who will actually do more quality work because we actually have a work life balance at that point. Because right now, mm-mm, forty hours a week, ain't it, friends? I know a lot of you agree, and there's probably a lot of you that don't agree and think i'm just being lazy and guess what i am i am lazy and i'm okay with it because i just that is my personality trait i am a lazy person and i am proud of it and someday america will listen to me and other lazy people who don't want to work 5 days 40 hours a week or more even sometimes i work more and other people work more like 60 hours and Sometimes they don't even get paid overtime. Anyway, that is a whole nother episode if we really want to talk about that. But I'm just excited that I get to sleep in tomorrow and then possibly take another afternoon nap. But today's episode is not about working, it is about toxic relationships. I had posted on my Instagram story about four different topics that you guys wanted me to discuss, and this was the most highly requested one. So let's get into it. obviously i am no expert on this i'm just speaking from experience i'm not exactly sure why this is but it just seems like when someone's in a toxic relationship it is very hard for them to realize that they're in one and that all these little obvious things aren't so obvious to them but then when you're on the outside it's like how in the world do you not realize that this is toxic and why are you allowing this other person to do this to you like if you're if you have a friend or a family member you honestly just want to shake the person and be like this person is horrible for you and they treat you like trash how are you still dating them or how are you married to them like it can get to the point where they get married to that person still because they're so in love or they just care about the other person so much or they honestly just don't Realize it. And that's what we're going to get into today. This guy that I dated for about four and a half years in the beginning, his first tactic to get me to be attached to him was to make every little romantic dream that I had come true. Like, you know, I told you guys in past episodes that I'm a super romantic. I loved romantic movies. So anything in a romantic movie, he wanted to make happen for me. And at the time, I thought that was out of love. But, you know, now that I'm out of the situation, I can tell that it was part of a tactic. The second one was to make me jealous on purpose. So he knew that there was people that would get under my skin if he talked to because I was like kind of jealous of them as a person already. But like, I didn't obviously get mad at them for being jealous until, He started talking to them and like massaging them during class and like just purposely making it known that like he was interested in them without saying that he was interested in them, if that makes sense. Like he would never admit that they liked that person, but he would his actions sought out otherwise, if that makes any sense. I don't even think sought is the right word, but we're going with it. And. The next thing was actually cheating on me and then making me feel bad for it. <laughs> how that got to be, I don't know, but that is the whole manipulation. And it really works. And if you're a good salesperson, as you could say, and you can manipulate someone into feeling a certain way, if you can really sell a product, like you know how to manipulate. And that's what my experience was. And I was manipulated into this relationship and I was manipulated to stay in it. And I stayed in it for so long, four and a half years. And it's, it seems so weird to look at all the experiences I had. Like it literally seems like a different person. It doesn't even feel like my life. I feel like my life started after that relationship was over. Like I barely remember that life, honestly. Like I, I will say, like there's things that I'll never forget that suck that I, will always have memory of but at the same time I think and I'm like even if I see a per- a picture of that person I'm like how how did I stay with this person when I know all the things that they did but I stayed with them for so long I stayed for four and a half years it wasn't like a year I dealt with it you know what I mean like four and a half years is a long time I feel like to deal with someone who's constantly calling you bad names, constantly controlling every little aspect of your life. But it's the manipulation of it. And those were the certain ways where, you know, I got super happy with this guy making me feel like, oh, my gosh, this is movie moments. Like, he must love me. Like, he's really making me feel good. And then when it came to things on his list that I didn't want to do because you know, I know this podcast is called Pretty Personal, but some of this is a little bit too personal. So I'm not going to share everything, but there was things that he wanted that I just could not do for him. And it was a boundary that was getting crossed and he made me feel completely terrible for it. So eventually, you know, I let the boundary cross, which I will forever regret, but you know, it is, it's over with and I'm moved on and it is what it is. But If you're letting someone cross your boundary and they keep pushing you to make you feel bad, that is so, so toxic and I pray that you get out of that. But he, the manipulation part of it was, well, I did all this for you, so you should be able to do this for me, right? Someone that loves you will never say that. They're just using any way possible to get you to do whatever they want and they're using any way possible to get you to stay so another thing with the whole jealousy thing I don't know if that made sense to you guys but if you think about it sometimes girls especially I don't know maybe guys are the same but I feel like from a girl's perspective if a guy you know they always say a girl likes a bad guy a girl likes guys who are hard to get well that's kind of what the jealousy thing was, where it was like, oh, like if I'm getting this jealous over somebody talking to him or he's talking to another person, like I must love him then. Right. Like, why would I get? And I remember thinking this. I remember I'm like, okay, I liked him when we first started dating. But like, I don't know why I'm so upset. Like then I was like, well, then I must be in love. And that's how I thought that I was in love. It wasn't like this moment of like, oh my God, I love you. It was like, oh, well, I must be because I'm so pissed off that he's talking to freaking this girl and now he's cheating on me and I feel terrible. (laughs) That's so sad, but that's, it worked. That was part of his manipulation tactic and it worked. Another thing with toxic relationships, other than manipulation and obsession, is Controlling, so this is like I said, so obvious, but it was my first real relationship. I had told you guys that I've been in like these month long, super short relationships, those didn't count. Okay, you could say whatever, but it doesn't count. We barely talked. Okay, it was those stupid, immature high school relationships where you don't talk to each other, it did not count. But in my first real relationship, and he made me, you know, think that everything we did in that relationship is what every relationship does. So he's like, well, no other guy is going to love you. No other guy can love you as much as me. And, you know, I, I treat you like a princess. I treat you like a queen. Like no other guy would do this. There's another manipulation thing, right? But the controlling aspect of it is, here's some examples. So, telling you what to wear, telling you that if you wear something dressy or low cut or crop or leggings that you're going out, say like you're going out with friends or you're going out for an interview or you're just going to school or going to work wearing these things and they say, no, you can't wear that because you're trying to like show off to somebody else. You're trying to get other people's attention when really you're just trying to dress up for yourself and to feel cute like people love dressing up like it's not it's nothing more than that sometimes like sometimes if you're single and you're dressing up and you want to show off to people that's fine but in a relationship it's still okay to dress up it's still okay to look nice just for yourself to make yourself feel good or to dress up for an interview like it doesn't You know, it could be something that's not even low cut, but if your boyfriend's like or your girlfriend or whatever, it doesn't matter. It can go either way. But telling you what you can and cannot wear is super toxic. They're insecure if they're telling you that. They don't trust you and there needs to be trust in the relationship. Another thing with controlling is controlling when you go out with friends. So there's different like scenarios of this so when you're going out with a friend and they tell you that you have to be home at a certain time telling you you can't go to certain things like you can't go to you can't go out and get drinks you can go and see a movie but you can't go out and drink with your friends or you can't go to a bar you can't go to any event that has a boy at it you know what i mean or a girl um just telling you that you have to constantly text them while you're out with your friends. So saying like, if you don't text me in 10 minutes, that means you're cheating on me. That means you're, you don't love me anymore. Like using those little manipulations to get you to text them and to talk to them the whole entire time you're out with friends. Or even if you're out with friends and they say, you can't go unless I go. So say you want to have a girl's night. Say you want to have a guy's night. And you haven't had one in like a month. But obviously, everyone needs to have just their friend night, right? Like, it's it's a good thing for boys to have their boys' night. I think they need it a little bit more than girls, but it's also good for girls to have their girls' night. Whatever it is, it could be a night in, it could be a night out. They need that, and it's okay to trust your significant other to do that. But if you don't, you know, if you have someone who's constantly saying, I need to go with you, or you can't go, or you don't have friends, that is another red flag and that is very toxic. Now that sounds so obvious, right? But I bet some of you listening have been in this situation or are in the situation or know somebody that is in that situation. And it's not obvious when you're in it because I don't know if you just feel... So there's certain different ways. So I don't know if you feel like you have to to be there for them like I did, where I felt bad because they were—I was a people pleaser. I was constantly wanting to please him, and I didn't want to fight, and I wanted him to be happy. And he made me feel bad with his manipulation tactics, saying like, "You don't love me if you do this, or you need to do this if to prove that you love me." And so I would always do that to be like, "Oh, I have to prove my love," or "I'm a terrible girlfriend," and. This is how relationships work because that's what he said, and I've never been in one, but this is what it is. Or maybe you're just so in love with that person, like actually in love, and maybe it started off as a good relationship. I have no idea, but if you're just in love with someone, you're just blind. Your love is blind, right? (laughs) There's different ways you can interpret love as blind, but sometimes love is blind in a way where you don't see how the other person is treating you in a bad way. It could be as simple and as obvious as calling you terrible names. Whore, slut, bitch, whatever it is, it could be as simple as that and you still don't realize like that other relationships don't do that. Other healthy relationships don't do that. I constantly got called names all the time over text, over phone, in person. It didn't matter. Constantly being called names And kept dating this person for four and a half years. So if you're in this situation. If they don't. If you have this conversation to say like you cannot call me that. And they continue to call you that. That's toxic. And you need to get out of it. And you might not think that you can. But you really can. And that's another thing with toxic relationships and people not leaving them. They almost feel like they can't. Whether maybe you don't have a family member you're close with anymore, you don't have a lot of friends, and I don't know if you're out of school or if you're in school or what it is, but you don't really have anywhere else to turn, but your relationship, you're scared to be alone and you don't have anywhere else to go. That is probably the most scariest and hardest one to get out of because honestly, like especially if you're young, where the hell do you go? Like If you're still in high school age, and say your parents kicked you out and you don't have friends like what do you do like i said i'm not a professional i honestly don't know what to tell you in that situation i hope you can figure it out i suggest talking to a therapist about it and they would have the best answer for you if you're in a situation where you just don't want to be alone whether you know you have family members you have friends and maybe you don't but like you're in a situation where you can live by yourself financially and stably but you just you don't want to be alone that's when you got to like think about yourself i know being alone is really hard it's really depressing and sometimes we think that being in a toxic relationship is better than being alone but it isn't being alone is so much better because you can do whatever the hell you want First of all, you have more freedom. You're not constantly being teared down. You're emotionally happier, even if you feel like you're not when you're alone, because you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm all by myself. And you think that's worse than being called a bitch every single day and telling you that you can't go out with anybody and that you have to wear sweatpants every day, everywhere you go. Like, honestly, which one would you rather have? Being controlled in every aspect of your life and constantly being told that you're a terrible person and making you feel bad or being alone and trying to distract yourself by doing hobbies right we've talked about this taking advantage of being alone okay so go out and do something and don't lay in bed all day and be depressed about being alone now i realize that's way easier said than done and. Don't hate me if that sounds harsh, but honestly, like if you're truly scared about being alone, I, you need to just do it and you need to try and deal with it and it's going to suck. It's going to be super hard, but it's it's way better. I'm telling you, if you really think about it, which one would you rather have? Come on, you know that you'd rather be alone and try to figure out your life than being completely torn down. Now, another thing is people don't think that there's going to be better and that this is it. And that's honestly what I thought. I thought, well, this is how a relationship is and I just need to make my boyfriend happy at all times and I just need to do whatever he wants. No, like, yes, you need to make your significant other happy in certain aspects, but to the extreme, like pushing past the boundary. Like there's certain boundaries you need to set and you need to respect them. And if they don't and they make you feel bad for not doing whatever that they want, but it's something that you are not okay with. Again, that's toxic because that's pushing past something that is a boundary that you set and even in the beginning of the re- relationship if you're like this is a boundary I have and I will not go past it and they respect it in the beginning and then eventually like oh, well, yeah, I know you said that this is a boundary, but I did this for you. And start manipulating you and saying like, well, I didn't like doing this, but I did it for you. But if it's something like simple versus an extreme boundary that you have, but somehow they still make you feel bad for it, like it's not, you know, it's so obvious. It's just so toxic that you need to set the boundaries. You need to respect your own boundaries. And if they push it and they make you feel bad, for not letting them then get out of the relationship you just need to leave and you need to deal with being alone because it is better and you will find someone better and you know you've probably heard that a lot you've probably been told you know you'll you deserve so much better you'll find so much better and you might not believe it because you feel so bad why do you feel so bad because that other person is constantly telling you how bad of a person you are Maybe you didn't think that before, but they're constantly on you saying that you're a terrible person, saying that no one else will treat you the way that they do. I mean, you hope not because they're treating you terribly, but they're making it seem like they treat you like a queen, but they're not. When they're doing all these things and you're you're feeling so insecure, like you're feeling more insecure the longer you're with them. Of course, you don't think that you deserve better because you start believing everything that they say. I think that all of these reasons are, you know, this is just my opinion. Like I said, I, I'm not sure, but I think this is all the reasons why people stay in these relationships because they, they're either scared or they really believe what the other person is saying. So they're like, well, this is it. I'm just, this is who I'm going to marry and I'm going to just deal with it and I'm just going to make them happy and that's my life i thought that for so long and there was a point where my boyfriend at the time had brought up proposing and i was like oh my god i'm just not ready for that and i thought it was because i thought i was too young i mean i was i was like 19 when he brought it up maybe 18 even i said i i need to wait until i'm out of college like i can't do that and i think it was mostly because i Deep down in my heart, I just did not want to marry him. I was like, I just feel like there's something different. There's got to be something more than this because I feel like crap every time that we're together. And we actually went to a family wedding together. And this is when I opened my eyes. I was looking around and I looked at the bride and groom and I'm like, this is what you want? Like, either married to this person like for the rest of your life because I don't want to I don't want to divorce obviously no one does when they get married but you know what I mean like I would do anything and everything I could after I got married to somebody to make them happy and I felt like I was already doing that in this dating relationship but I opened my eyes at this wedding and I said I gotta end this tonight I'm I'm done I can't marry this person and I can't date them any longer if I know I don't want to marry them so I ended it It took weeks for it to, you know, months actually for it to officially end after that. But I finally was like, oh my God, I can't like really think about it. Like look at or think about your significant other. And if you want to deal with whatever they're doing for the rest of your life, can you handle that? Can you be happy with that? It's not even about handling it. I feel like I shouldn't have said that. I feel like, is it, can you be happy with the way that they treat you? Do you think that they're respecting you? Do they actually love you? Or are you miserable every single day with them because they're tearing you down? It's not worth it. And you will find someone better. And honestly, it's not even about finding someone better. It's about making yourself whole again through you. So I had a whole year after my toxic relationship to just live life for a little bit. I finally got, you know, I was in college, my junior year of college. And I finally made friends again. And I was going out with friends and just having fun for once. And I didn't have to text or snap a picture of what I was wearing to make sure it was okay. I didn't have to text about every single person that I talked to that night. I didn't have to ask if I could go out. I didn't have to bring that person along. I got to just do whatever I wanted and it was so worth it. Even if I did feel alone at times, it was worth it. And as soon as I ended that relationship and I, I actually asked someone if I was allowed to block that person and they looked at me like, yeah, like why wouldn't you be like that relationship ended so terribly, like just block them. That's how manipulated I was. I was like, I didn't even know that I could do that. I thought that I was so terrible for blocking them because I thought that made me a bad person. As soon as I blocked him, my shoulders, like my whole body just felt like lighter. I I don't know if it's like just all this stress just finally released and it was like immediate. And for some pre- some people, it's not immediate. It might take you a while to get over it and maybe it's because I wasn't actually in love like I thought I was. I was just manipulated to think that I was. But maybe you're actually in love. And it might be hard at first and you might be tempted to text them, you might be tempted to call them or go to their house. You're going to feel that way if you were actually in love and I'm I wish I could somehow tell you not to because I, you know, I can, but it's, it's a lot harder to say to not to because you're going to be tempted if you're in love. So just try to distract yourself is the best advice that I can give. Go out with friends. Go do something that you wanted to do when you couldn't while you were dating them. Go travel. Go, I don't know, go just do anything and just remember how amazing it is to choose your own life, to control every aspect of your own life because it feels really good. I'll never forget that feeling that I had when I finally blocked him and I said, I have control over my life again. I can finally do what I want and I don't have to feel bad for it. Luckily, you know, I didn't completely heal a year after dating him. Luckily, I married someone who was so nice to help me get through it. And I probably was a little bit toxic in the beginning of our relationship because I didn't know the difference because I was so brainwashed for how a relationship should be but we figured it out and it's so healthy now and I'm telling you guys there is a freaking gold at the end of the rainbow okay it's gonna rain but there's a rainbow and there's gonna be some gold okay there's gonna be some gold it's worth it so just if you're in it and any of these That you relate to and you're like, I don't want to live this anymore. I I can't marry this person. Like, I just know that I won't be happy. Just get out. Block. Run away. (laughs) Like, move out. Whatever. I don't know what situation you're in, but just get out somehow. And I'm sorry if you have to do it alone. I hope you don't. But if you do, it's worth it. And it's going to suck at first, but you're going to get through it. And then your rainbow and gold is at the end, baby. I swear. So finishing this episode, it's 12.41. And I honestly didn't know how to go about this episode. I was so nervous because I started it out. I actually recorded 40 minutes worth. And it was about my experience and I wasn't even close to being done because I told you it was going to be a long story. There was so much that I went through, honestly. And it feels like a freaking lifetime ago. It feels like a different life, honestly. It's just so unreal, the things that... I let happen. But like... I didn't want to gossip. And I've told you guys this multiple times. But I felt like the whole time I was just gossiping. And that's not the whole point. Like I don't want you guys to... Like start a... What do you call that? Like when everyone has picket forks. And like wants to go attack them. You know like when people... Celebrities break up and they start attacking one. (laughs) Okay? Okay? I don't want you guys to do that or anything, especially people that already know who I'm talking about. Like if you know me personally and you know my ex, okay, we don't need to go there. We don't need to do anything like that. I solely just wanted to share little experiences and share some advice, shed some light on what a toxic relationship is in hopes to help someone realize it and get out of it. And To know that I went through it for so long and I finally opened my eyes and I got out of it and I'm living such a happier life. I can't even imagine what my life would be like if I stayed. I'm so grateful I just decided to get out and I was alone. You know, I had my family, but I was at college and I was meeting new people, but I got through it and I'm so much happier because of it and you will be too. I love you guys. Thanks so much for supporting. I think I'm going to continue posting episode details on my Instagram. I might continue on my Twitter, but I haven't gotten too much action on my Twitter. I don't go on Twitter a lot, so I've just been like, in about it. So Twitter might not stay on for very long. We will see. If you guys want me to keep a Twitter account, go follow it. At Pretty Personal. It's at P-R-T-T-Y-P-E-R-S-E o-n-a-l i hope i freaking spelled that right (laughs) but otherwise go follow my instagram there'll be polls about future topics that we can talk about you guys can ask me questions at earn.kari okay that's how you say my middle name by the way Curry. i just posted a tiktok so i'm actually starting tiktoks again i want to start doing them again and i hope i do better but that's both of my instagram and tiktoks you guys can follow them i'll put that in the description below It's at E-R-R-N dot K-A-R-E-E. And if you see that TikTok, don't ruin it, okay? Because I made a TikTok about my middle name, but that's how you say my middle name. Okay, love you guys. Bye.